Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. In case you haven't heard, football never sleeps, and that's the case this offseason with the NFL. It seems like everyone is already preparing for NFL free agency, which officially kicks off March 16th, and of course, the NFL draft. But today, we will talk about free agency, specifically wide receivers and the fits we'd love to see them in for fantasy football six players 18 possible pairings one very special guest all right here on the breakout football podcast on the believe podcast network sponsored by link me i am zach cohen of the draft network alongside the effervescent cole topham of chargers wire it's been a minute cole but today we are joined by a guest and not just any guest i've been a big fan of her work for a while now you may know her from NBC Sports Edge, 4 for 4 Football, or Yahoo Fantasy. You can find her on Twitter at the Monday Mommy. Please welcome Jennifer Akins. Jen, it is so good to finally have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's it's funny. This is a super like download time of year for me. So um, I had to kind of ramp up and be like, oh, I have to actually talk about football right now. So um, <laughs> I'm excited to do it. So uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yep, we've been trying to, you know, already gearing up in full off-season mode. Cole was at the Senior Bowl a couple weeks ago, so we talked a little bit about some rookies that have stood out. We'll get them into more some dynasty stuff. Uh, Cole, but man, I feel like I haven't even given you a chance to talk. I ha- of course, I got to ask how you're doing. What's going on, man? Uh, dude, I- I'm just excited for this episode because we're discussing wide receivers on this episode, and, and we have six names listed to talk about, but I feel like I mean, we could have easily added another another four onto here and mm-hmm. made this episode like an hour long, especially considering the last two drafts have just been an injection of high tier talent into the wide receiver position. Just compared to last year's free agency, this year's free agency class of wide receivers is so much more stacked. You're going to see a lot more movement. So I'm really excited to see where everyone's um, on this crew has projected these these six names to go. And the best part is we don't know who each other picked. We could have said three different fits. We could have all said, hey, this is the best fit for this player. So next week, we'll talk some running backs. We'll get a guest for that one, too. But today, we'll do the wide receivers. We got six of them. I tried to choose the six that have been most talked about so far. But, of course, that has to start with Devontae Adams. Now, there is some rumor he may be franchise tag. The franchise tag period is open right now. But Jen, as our guest, if you don't mind, why don't you kick things off with your favorite fit you'd love to see Adams in? You can feel free to get as crazy as you want or just keep it simple. Keep it boring. We're totally good with that. So the floor is yours. Well, first of all, with Adams, I'm super boring in general, and then I kind of just want to see him stay, but I know that's not an option. So, um, I mean, only if Roger stays, I'd like to keep the band together. I like what they have going on there. However, um, if he does not stay, I like the Raiders. I like the the reuniting with Derek Carr, both from Fresno State. Um, they've got a new head coach, Josh McDaniels, see what he can kind of do with that. So that's kind of what I think for him. I like the Raiders. I have a secondary team too, but I'll just stick mm-hmm. to one so that you guys can say yours. You are more than welcome to throw out as many teams as you want, by all means. If you want to, in fact, why don't you 
Tell you what, you can wait for the secondary team. We'll get through ours, and we'll see if it matched up with that one, too, because clearly the possibilities are endless. All right, Cole, you agree with Jen? You have another team? Yeah, I'm with Jen all the way. Like, I am firmly on the Raiders bandwagon to land Adams in free agency, especially since the last time the Raiders had a true wide receiver one threat was when Amari Cooper was still on the team, and now Amari Cooper's uh, prospects in, with the Cowboys are also in doubt. So, I mean, it's, it's just crazy how long that team has gone, especially with the quarterback of Derek Carr's caliber without that true number one threat at wide receiver. I don't want to sit here, you know, and, and talk about, you know, that, that ragtag bunch of wide receivers in Las Vegas anymore. I want to see a true number one threat um, receiving passes from Derek Carr and reuniting that college duo, I think would be perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought up that ragtag bunch of receivers because I have them specifically listed in my notes, just not for Adams because I am going to be a little more boring here. I'm going to say, let's just keep him in green Bay. That's my official guess. I was with you guys and saying, Hey, let's see him reunite with Derek Carr. And while it's fun to speculate where else Adams could go, it really seems like at least the top of our heads right now, it's Las Vegas or green Bay. And honestly, I don't think there's any better situation. The only way, like Jen said, that he loses value in Green Bay is if Aaron Rodgers leaves. Clearly, that's a whole other story that hopefully we will get to dissect when that actually happens. But for now, I'm just going to say keep Adams in the green and yellow up in Green Bay. So that's receiver number one. Receiver number two we're talking about today, Chris Godwin, another prime franchise tag candidate. Jen, are we thinking Godwin should stay in Tampa Bay or do you like another destination for him? I think Godwin's an interesting one because, you know, he's coming off a pretty big injury that happened Mm -hmm. late. I mean, he's got a torn ACL and a sprained MCL that happened in week 15. Uh, But, you know, Godwin's one of those guys that he can play all over the place. So I think he's kind of fun um, free agency wise because and by all the place, I mean, all over the field, not all over the Mm -hmm. league. But I guess that's true (laughs) as well. Um, I don't know. I You know, he's interesting because, I mean, he's fine in Tampa Bay, but we don't really know the quarterback situation we're looking at. I mean, the two places I had him are either the Bears or the Patriots. I think they'd both be interesting, um, but I think he's one of those kind of all purpose where he'd be good really wherever he, he ended up. Uh, there's nothing that stands out completely, but I did write down the Bears and the Pats. Mm-hmm. And there is so much we don't know about Chicago. I didn't even give that a thought, but that would be, that'd be interesting, especially for Justin Fields development, right? So we would have to see a lot more projection and what that offense could look like now with Luke Getze coming over. Uh, He worked with Adams on the offensive side of the ball in Green Bay. Now their offensive coordinator under Matt Eberfluss. Hope I didn't botch that name, but we'll keep it chugging. Uh, Cole, any other places you could see Godwin go? Yeah, I mean, I feel like Godwin is kind of being passed over as this old guy that's been in the league. He's only 26, and so I really like the idea of pairing him with a young quarterback. So Chicago could work, but also New England with Mac Jones, mm. especially since you know that that offense has operated with that dynamic slot weapon for so long, and they kind of missed that this season. And Godwin could really step in. I mean, he played 70% of his snaps from the slot, so he could step in, perform that role, be like the intermediary checkdown option for Mac Jones. Um, And he's also like a great yards after catch receiver, 6.0 yards after catch per reception. Um, So Godwin just seems like a perfect mesh in that New England offense. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and it definitely makes sense, you know, considering the lack of weapons they had last year. I am sorry, Bill Belichick, but Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar don't get the job done. Godwin would be a very welcome addition, especially for a rookie quarterback, like you said. I hate to break it to you guys. I'm going to stay boring again. I just want to see him in Tampa Bay. And I know we don't know who that quarterback's going to be, whether it's Kyle Trask or Blaine Gabbard, or if they go after a big gun like Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson, if they become available. And honestly, I think most of it is I just don't know if he's going to be able to leave. I really think Tampa Bay is going to want to keep him on the tag for at least another year. And especially, like you said, Jen, his ACL tear did come toward the end of the season. So he may not even be ready for the start of the season, which would hamper or hinder how he's viewed in free agency. He did lead the team in targets. I would find it very shocking if the Bucs decided to let him go. With that said, Big Chris Godwin fan. I'd be totally down to see him go somewhere else. Another receiver who was coming off an ACL injury on a loaded receiving core, Michael Gallup. I'm a little bit spicier on this one than I was my first two. I'll I'll preface that. But let's see what you guys think Gallup would be a good fit on. Jan, again, we'll start with you whenever you are ready. Michael Gallup. (laughs) First of all, I'm a big Michael Gallup fan. Mm -hmm. I, uh pretty bum this year he was hurt for most of it I think he like he missed seven games to start the season and then he tore his ACL in week 17 so um that was a bummer I'd like to see him get out from behind Cooper and Lamb and go somewhere on his own um I've got a few places written down but the one I like the most is the Lions I think they're in a spot they're not really going to compete in 2022 and I don't know if he's going to be ready you know in 2022 to uh as far as health goes, so we can kind of ease in and grow into that alpha wide receiver in that offense. So I guess the lie, yeah, I'm going with the Lions. Okay, and we'll come, we'll circle (laughs) back on those other places too after this in a second. Don't want to leave us on a cliffhanger with that. Uh, But Cole, your prime destination for Gallup. Yeah, I don't, I don't see Gallup as like a true wide receiver one threat, but I think he is a great compliment. Like on the boundary, he can draw attention by himself, win those one-on-one matchups. And that's what, you know, made him so great in Dallas is he was able to separate off the line, be, be a field stretcher. And I think that's really what the Arizona Cardinals need right now, especially since Christian Kirk, AJ Green, they're both going to be free agents. And honestly, like Gallup and Kirk are, are pretty similar in the fact that, um, you know, Kirk kind of played Gallup's role before this season. Um, and then the Cardinals brought in AJ Green and Green was just a better outside threat. So they moved Kirk to the slot. I don't really expect Gallup to play the slot too much. Um, but with Green leaving this this offseason, Gallup could really step right in and be a younger option that you could invest in on the outside and and just be that vertical threat um, that can open up the open up the skies for the rest of the Cardinals receiving weapons. Mm hmm. And that's a good point, too. We kind of saw DeAndre Hopkins. I know he battled some injuries. He didn't play as well as we kind of expected him to. But a Gallup would not only be great for that offense, but for Kyler Murray as well. I kind of combined you both of your schools of thought in that. I love Michael Gallup. I loved him coming out of Colorado State. I thought he was one of, if not the best route runner in that entire class. Isn't as well-rounded as some of the other players, you know, like a Chris Godwin. So I do think that Gallup does need to prove himself a little more as a true wide receiver one but I think the perfect offense to do that would be in LA with 
the Chargers. Now, whether Mike Williams comes back is a whole nother question that we will talk about next. So spoiler, we're talking about Mike Williams next. And Gallup isn't as big of a vertical threat as Williams is, but he can space the offense out so much more, kind of like Jen touched on. So I think not only would Gallup be a fantastic addition for that offense and really start to rack up some fantasy points there as a true wide receiver too. But he would allow Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen to also thrive because of just how he's able to stretch the field, not just a a red zone down the field threat, kind of like Williams was sort of pegged to be. So I'm a huge believer in Galb's potential. I think that would boost Justin Herbert's fantasy stock as well. Before we do get to Williams though, Jen, you did say you had a couple other teams uh, jotted down for Gallup. Did we touch on them or are those two other teams we haven't talked about? No, I actually had the Colts, which we haven't talked Ooh. about at all. Um, and, and then I had the Patriots because I feel like Patriots, you can kind of slide in for anybody at this point. I mean, they need mm-hmm. they need receiver bodies. So uh-huh. um, you can kind of throw the pats in for any guy we talk about. But I thought the Colts would be kind of interesting for Gallup. I mean, they're in, in a weird spot where they've got a couple young guys that have been hurt. And then you've got T.Y. Hilton, who's, you know, pretty much done i would think at this point so mm-hmm. um i think the colts you know we don't know exactly what their quarterback situation is i mean carson wentz is done right was he a one year i don't even remember what his mm-hmm. whatever it is he you know he was <laughs> he wasn't he didn't work out that well so he had a trial run uh, yes so i think you know i think the colts would be another just another spot that gallup could possibly thrive mm-hmm. yeah wentz has an out um this season if he were to be traded because if he was cut there'd still be a whole bunch of cap space they'd have to deal with Wentz played all right but then when he needed to play the the game of his career essentially he fell flat in his face and he fell way flat on his face I think that's even an understatement so they'll probably be moving on Uh, and hopefully you know a new quarterback would not only help another potential wide receiver addition but it could help Michael Pittman as well. So another guy we'll keep an eye on for sure. Uh, We'll keep it moving here on the Breakout Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, sponsored by Link Me. Said we'll talk about Mike Williams, so let's talk about (laughs) Big Mike Williams, a fantasy darling of the first month of the season. Had a little bit of an up-and-down road per usual after that. Jen, what is a team that we think would best maximize Williams as a fantasy option? Well, I'm going to go on, on your, your road here and I'm going to, I'm going to keep him in, in the chargers. Mm. Um, The chargers have the second highest cap space, so they have plenty of money. Uh, I don't know. Mike Williams is interesting. I mean, yes, he was a fantasy darling at one point, but he's also inconsistent. He has a, you know, he has a low floor when it comes to fantasy. Like you just don't know exactly what you're getting every week and he could give you, you know, zero points or he could give you 25. So um, I think as far as, you know, real football, I think keeping him where, where he is, I think he's a good compliment to Keenan Allen. I think that uh, him and Herbert do have a good rapport that needs to be kind of more solidified. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm keeping him there. Yeah, totally fair. I had them jotted down too, and then I deleted it because I did want to get a little <laughs> a little creative after staying boring for the first two ones, but that fit could easily work out, um, especially if they decide to franchise tag him, which is totally possible. Cole, my man, Mike Williams staying in LA or going elsewhere? What do we got? Yeah, I think that's the most likely scenario. Like Jen mentioned, they have a ton of cap space. There's really no reason why um, they can't come to terms on a long-term deal, even if they do have to use the franchise tag initially. So I think Mike Williams stays with the Chargers. But if for the sake of getting creative, 
I think the Eagles are a potential destination to watch. I think they should be in the running because they kind of drafted J.J. Arcega-Whiteside to play the Williams role as kind of the jump ball receiver, the premier red zone threat that they can throw the ball to, and uh, it just didn't really work out. And so now they have a bunch of speed guys trying to act like those receivers. And yeah, I mean, it's just not the right formula. So you bring in that big body receiver, Jalen Hurts. He earned his third year uh, at the helm of that offense. Um, You just want to surround him with as many weapons and um, areas to succeed as possible. And bringing in Williams, um, if not for Hurts, but for whoever is going to be quarterback for the future, I think is a, is a really good idea. Mm-hmm. And I know... Obviously, as we are talking about literally all aspects of fantasy football, I know, Cole, you're a big Devontae Smith fan. How do you think bringing in a guy like Williams could raise or hurt Smith's value in fantasy? I mean, honestly, I think they would be good compliments to each other just because I I think Mike Williams entered the realm of yards after catch this season that he hadn't previously touched. And so that was a little bit refreshing, but I still think Williams is grounded in that, in that outside role um, as that contested catch guy, he's going to see his red zone targets. Um, There were times where the Eagles offense just like faltered in that area, just because they didn't have the type of receivers to match up um, in like in those areas against that defensive coverage. And so I think Williams can really um, clear out, spaces for those those other wide receivers maybe unlock something that we haven't seen in Jalen Rager these past two seasons um but I think Smith will be fine I think he creates enough space on his own just through his route running and and just through his Mm -hmm. technique that he can he can survive with Philly adding another weapon to the offense Mm -hmm. yeah like you said man there's such a big influx of rookie receivers the past couple years so to see Devontae Smith take that year two leap with a guy like Mike Williams alongside him that could be huge not just for Devontae Smith but for people who own Smith in dynasty Uh, a team that I like for Mike Williams and like I said I did have the Chargers originally but I keep coming back to what the heck is going on in the Raiders receiving room right now Hunter Renfro proved to be a very reliable player but outside of that what else really is are we gonna buy into Brian Edwards again for another offseason no. are they gonna I'm not <laughs> yeah no we are all off we are all off the Brian Edwards hype train right now and I know Cole and I have talked about them adding another player or two or three in the draft but I would really like to see Mike Williams give it a go in Vegas I feel like our first instinct is that they could add like a proven alpha receiver, like a Devonte Adams or a Chris Godwin, but Williams may be exactly what they need because think about really what Derek Carr does well. And he does a lot. He throws the deep ball. He was, he had the fifth most air yards, fourth most total passing yards, second most passes beyond 20 yards. Williams would come in and be the tallest true wide receiver, depending on how you view Darren Waller because Renfro is five ten which may be a bit generous, honestly. Uh, Zay Jones is a free agent, and he had a good stretch toward the end of the season, but do we really expect him to be an X factor moving forward? Probably not. Brian Edwards is Brian Edwards, and I know they only have like $19 million in projected cap space right now, but that number can easily go up. I would love to see Williams give it a go in Vegas, really be the the recipient of all those unclaimed Derek Carr deep balls. So, I'm glad that we all had a lot of differing opinions on that one. We got two more receivers to talk about, but before we do a quick word from our beloved sponsor, link me link me is the fastest growing social media app 
out there on all planets in the entire solar system. It's there. Link me, L-I-N-K-M-E. But more so than being able to connect to people around the globe, it's a link sharing app. I've talked about how awesome it is for me to have all my content on one page. You can have a QR code, scan it with other people, and boom, they have access to all your content, your, your gamer tags, your Venmos, heck, even your Facebook, if you guys still use Facebook or MySpace these days. So that's a link me, L-I-N-K-M-E. All right, two more receivers. We didn't want to do all the receivers, so we're not going to talk about Odell Beckham. Uh, we're not going to talk about Christian Kirk, at least in this episode. So maybe a little preview of what's to come in future episodes. But right now, let's talk about Allen Robinson. And I can imagine... There are many people out there who are rolling their eyes at Allen Robinson because I don't know about you, Jen, but I was very high on Robinson coming into the season and it didn't pan out. So what are your thoughts on Robinson, both from this past season and moving forward? You know, Allen Robinson, um, it was tough because I, I drafted him in a lot of places last yep. year, like everybody else. And, <laughs> um, I think, you know, Chicago was a disaster. Like, I don't, I don't think... I think a lot of people are going to have recency bias. And I think a lot of people are going to avoid Allen Robinson, regardless of where he ends up. And I don't know if that's the smartest thing. I think he's going to be a really good value because listen, Allen Robinson has 3000 yard seasons with really crappy quarterbacks before last season. He's shown that he's, you know, quarterback proof to a certain extent. Chicago was, I think, bottom third in pass attempts last year. I mean, he just wasn't a really bad spot. So I don't know if we can write him off completely. Um, I, if he stays there, I don't really know what's going to happen. Obviously Chicago is, is revamped to a certain extent coaching wise and whatnot, but, um, I'd like to see him in the Jaguars. I'd like to see him go back, like see him go back home, um, and, and grow, you know, help Trevor Lawrence grow, see what we can do there. Um, I also wrote down the Eagles. I think it's a good spot for him as well. Um, yeah, those are kind of my two spots, but I, I don't think that, uh, I think a lot of people are going to pass on him. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm going to take him in like the third or fourth round, like he was going last year, but I think he will still make his way onto a couple of my rosters, obviously depending on landing spot. But mm -hmm. um, I think he's still talented and he's still able to make it happen. He just had a really bad bounce last year. Mm -hmm. He's definitely one of those players where you have to weigh his previous work versus his most recent work and how his situation really impacted that, let alone his health. So Cole, do you agree that our unions in the cards or are you hoping he can get a bounce back somewhere else? I'm not sure about a reunion, but I agree with what Jen said earlier about uh, the term that comes to mind when speaking about Robinson is QB proof. And that label just was completely completely deteriorated this past season <laughs> so if i am alan robinson if i'm a rob i'm looking at potential destinations and seeing what that quarterback has done i don't want to be playing with anyone new i want to play with someone established someone that's been in the league and has the accolades to back up their performance so i'm looking at mvp winners and so i'm looking at the chiefs and the ravens and i think Robinson could be a good fit there. Um, he could mentor, you know, some, some young receivers there. Cause I, I, on both offenses, I think they're, they're going to add to the receiving core some way or, the, or another. I think the chiefs are on the market for a receiver more than they're letting on. I think they could add one in the draft and, and Robinson could, could mentor him there. Um, or just the, the Ravens in general are a young receiver core that haven't really had that, that type of, um, elite veteran presence in the locker room mm. and so i think 
his rapport with Lamar Jackson would be one of the best that he's had in his career. Even if the Ravens don't throw the ball all too much, at least Robinson knows that his opportunities are a lot more fruitful. Yeah, and it's a good point. It's a really good point, especially with like what you're talking about with Kansas City and they got Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson as impending free agents. But I'm actually all on board with the reunion here, Jen. I'm with you too. Nice. Let's bring them back to Jacksonville. And I have, have to give credit to my one of my friends here for bringing this up because originally I'm like, why the hell do you, does anyone want to be in Jacksonville right now? But look, Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, it seems like they finally got some stability or at least are trending toward that from a coaching standpoint, from a quarterback standpoint. Obviously, T-Law's rookie season did not go the way he had hoped at all. But there is still this idea that he can be a very good player in football because he's only played one season. We can't judge a player off of one season. Heck, maybe not even two seasons. But back to Robinson, his fantasy pers- the from a fantasy perspective, it's kind of golden. Like you said, Jen, he just wasn't really used right in Chicago last season with Fields and Negi. With Lawrence, he's a chance to become a true wide receiver one again, something you really couldn't do this past season. And then you look at Doug Peterson's experience. He covets a wide receiver one. He didn't have the best health luck in the latter couple of seasons as the Eagles head coach. But And I know that A-Rob hasn't been the healthiest this past season, but not only could Robinson have a good chance to kind of revitalize uh, his career in Jacksonville, but he could give Peterson that true wide receiver one talent that he's coveted since the days he thought he was getting that with Jordan Matthews. So who doesn't love a good reunion? I'm fully on board bringing Robinson back to Duval. And with that, one more player to talk about here. I feel like I I didn't get too outside the box here. So hopefully, Jen, maybe you found a connection with Juju Smith-Schuster that I didn't because he was subject to a lot of rumors last offseason that he was leaving Pittsburgh, apparently took a, a very small contract to stay back with Big Ben, then he got injured. So what should we expect from him in whatever team you think would be a good fit for him? I think it's going to be a tough market for old Juju. I don't <laughs> think that he's going to get a lot of a lot of offers and a lot of play. I mean, he hasn't cracked a thousand yards since 2018. He was hurt. He turned down a deal with KC last year to stay with Pittsburgh, which uh, to me is questionable. But I think it's going to be a tough market. Uh, the only thing I really have written down, uh, you know, once again, I hate to bring up the Pats, but maybe he can go up there and be their slot, you know, for a bit. I don't know. I just. I don't really see him anywhere. I don't see him on my rosters, but I guess it depends on where, uh, where he does end up if he does end up somewhere. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I have the Pats maybe as their slot guy. Mm-hmm. Theme of the show. Patriots need to get Mac Jones all the yeah. help they can. <laughs> yeah. Cole, what do we think about Juju? Yeah. If I'm Juju, I'm just looking at where opportunity is. Like Jen said, um, he was injured. Um, his, his numbers the past few seasons haven't been anything spectacular. So I'm just looking for opportunity somewhere. And I think where Juju can make the most of it is with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, you saw when Calvin Ridley left the team, they had a little bit of an identity crisis. Um, where, where to throw the ball to? Where do you need to throw the ball to outside of, of Calvin Ridley? And Russell Gage kind of stepped in that role. Did all right, I'd say, but not to the caliber you'd expect. 
Um, so I think the Falcons are a good fit for Juju. Um, he can be used in a variety of roles and they just need a separator. They just need a guy that can, that can take over that offense and, and be that, that, that quick hitting option. I think Juju does that really well out of the slot. So Atlanta Falcons, that's my pick for Juju. Especially with all the Calvin Ridley rumors. Jen, last week we talked about some offseason storylines that we we're really following. And one of them was what the heck's going to happen with Calvin Ridley. So I guess if they do bring, if they do lose Ridley, they're definitely going to need to pile on some more receiving options for Matt Ryan as well. So that's a good call. I didn't even think about that. Me either, uh, but it is a good call. Mm-hmm. I stayed, I don't want to say boring because it's, it's not boring. I don't, I think he should and probably will leave Pittsburgh, especially for the sake of fantasy managers who are still somehow clinging on to a career resurgence from Juju. But I'd like to see him take that offer from Kansas City. Is it the same offer last season? Heck no, <laughs> but it is an offer. Uh, like Jen said, there probably will be a small market for him. And I can totally see him being like that bigger slot receiver, which he kind of was in Pittsburgh for Patrick Mahomes. And I think it's something that Kansas City could definitely use too. Aside from Tyree Kill, and maybe you consider Travis Kelsey as another receiver, they don't really have any other reliable pass catchers outside of those two guys. Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, not the best, have been all right at times. They're free agents. I think Juju could be that kind of security blanket when those explosive big money plays fall through you have Mahomes scrambling there's Juju running a five yard flat so I think that's how he could revitalize his fantasy relevancy um but like you said I really don't see many teams clamoring for his services a a situation with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes is probably the best case scenario for him so with that we kind of ran through all those six different receivers um and Free agency officially starts in a little under a month. Of course, all these rumors will come out. The tampering period starts a couple days before, but still doesn't mean we can't speculate. Next week, Cole and I will talk more about running backs. But until then, Jen, we appreciate you so much for coming on. Like I said at the top of the show, I've I've loved your work for a long time. So just you hopping on, chatting about some receivers really means a lot from us. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Anytime. Um, it's been great. Like I said, I've been kind of, I don't do dynasty. I know people freak out mm-hmm. when I, when I say that, but um, <laughs> I, I purposely don't do dynasty because I work I, my, the grind for me. I mean, I, I work full-time in this business. So once the Super Bowl hits, I am done. I need to shut down for like a month and you can't do that with Dynasty. So um, I've been kind of shut down. I have an article that actually came out this morning uh, on some of the rookies, some of, some of the fantasy relevant rookies uh, to look out for this season for mm-hmm. redraft and best ball. So I did actually get back to the back to writing a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's good to get back to, to just talking about football. I've been on, on a, a little mild hiatus. I saw that on four for four football. You had uh, some good names there. Malik Willis, another guy who's going to be super polarizing. Cole kind of got a little glimpse of Willis of the senior, but any, any initial thoughts there for Willis before we wrap it up, Cole? Yeah, he's, he's a little bit raw definitely not mechanically (laughs) sound um, all the way there in terms of like technique, but I mean, he's still getting the ball in the right places, even with that technique. So I think just get him on a coaching staff that can really develop him, maybe sit him behind a veteran for a year. Mm-hmm. I think Willis has a lot of intangibles that are enticing, especially that rushing ability. You saw that in the actual senior bowl game where, I mean, he, he looked like Lamar Jackson out there. Uh, I mean, maybe not to the, the same speed, but definitely the same elusiveness. So Willis is definitely an, an, an enticing option. So yeah, he just needs the right fit. 
And with that big rumor coming from Thor Nystrom that the Steelers are apparently enamored with Willis. Oh, yeah. They were all over him at the Senior Bowl. Okay. Okay. Another another yeah. first-person report right there. Jen, you heard it here first. We're breaking some news here on the Breakout <laughs> Football Podcast. Malik Willis, future Steeler, question mark? Maybe. We will see. Well, anyway, next week, Cole and I will be back with another guest to talk about the fantasy running back situations. A lot of them in free agency. Not a lot of good ones, but we'll talk about them as always. But for now... We appreciate you listening to the Breakout Football Podcast. At this point, you know where to drop the reviews. You know where to reach us on social medias. But as a refresher, I am at Zach Cohen FB. That is at Ham Analysis. And if you loved, as I assume you did, you loved what Jen had to say, she is on Twitter at The Monday Mommy. Any any place else, any other plugs that we should really get in uh, here, Jen? No, not not right now. Not in February. Just find, yeah, <laughs> find me on Twitter at The Monday Mommy. <laughs> Fair enough. Got to take the off season off. We appreciate you as always, Jen. We appreciate you, our beloved faceless listeners for tuning in to our 25th episode. I forgot to say that at the top of the show, but 25th episode. So as always, Cole, send us home. Yeah, I didn't even know that quarter of the century mark. <laughs> That's crazy. But I enjoy the off season, everybody. Free agency is about to ramp up. So just keep your hats on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.